Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I am recording Women of the Word number 14. These are the Sunday readings for Sunday, April 26th, the third Sunday of Easter. And I try every Friday to record these um, episodes. I'm recording this on Friday morning. The kids are playing nicely, so I thought I'd take a moment to do this. I really love bringing you these episodes, but sometimes um, life gets busy as a mom with two littles. Um, So anyway, here I am um, just coming to you on this Friday and hoping that you are spending some time in the Word. Um, That has been giving me life lately, and so we're going to spend some time listening to the readings for this Sunday we can prepare our hearts and minds for probably watching mass on TV, which I'm not going to lie, it's getting a little old. I miss receiving the Eucharist. I miss going to church and being with community. Um, But I feel as if God is asking us to draw near to him anyway, offer up these present sufferings, and I know he's going to use them for good somehow. Because Romans 8.28 says that all things work for good for those who trust the Lord. So let's keep trusting in him. And here we go. These are the readings for this Sunday. The first reading is from Acts the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 14 and 22 to 33. And again, you guys, I'm sorry if my audio is not the best. I'm having to record all these episodes in my laundry room. It's the only place that is available right now because my husband is working from home in our bedroom. And the kids are playing in their room. So anyway, here we go. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 14, and then 22 to 33. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man condemned to you by God with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Therefore, my heart has been glad and my tongue has exulted. My flesh, too, will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence." My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses, exalted at the right hand of God. He received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth as you see and hear the word of the Lord. 
Okay, so the psalm is Psalm 16. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. I bless the Lord who counsels me, even in the night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me, with him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices, my body too abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the nether world, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You will show me the path to life, abounding joy in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. Lord, you will show us the path of life. The second reading is from First Peter chapter 1, verses 17 to 21. Beloved, if you invoke as Father him who judges impartially according to each one's works, conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your futile conduct, handed on by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. He was known before the foundation of the world, but revealed in the final time for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. The word of the Lord. The gospel is from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Clopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? And he said to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then... Some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. 
So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, so there's a lot to say about this gospel, the road to Emmaus. It is one of the most powerful passages in scripture and just really points out just the wisdom of the Bible, how the scriptures are related, the prophets foretold Jesus, and how when Jesus breaks the bread, so the Eucharist, in the breaking of the bread, we recognize him. He is truly present there, friends. And so I want to read to you from The Better Part, which is a book by Father John Bartunic. And he gives a really beautiful reflection about this gospel passage. I just really like what he says here. So I am going to read to you some of his reflection. And so he has different parts in this book. And this part is called Christ the friend. So this is basically, you know, Jesus speaking with us, um, encountering Jesus as a friend as we understand this gospel passage. So Father John Bartunek talks about how in this gospel it says Jesus himself came up and walked by their side. And this is so incredible that Jesus does this every day in the Blessed Sacrament. It says, in every mass, in every tabernacle, he draws near to us and walks by our side. In Holy Communion, he continues to share his life with us. He is truly present, reaching out to us, speaking to our hearts behind the thin veil of faith. If only we, like these two disciples, are honest and courageous enough to open our hearts to him and invite him into the secret places of our souls, we will see him anew. And his love will burn within us. Now, I really like this part. Father John Bartunek writes a little reflection of what Jesus would say to us um, when trying to understand this gospel passage. I love what it says. So this is um, just his interpretation of what Jesus would say to us. And, and here it is. I know when you are downcast and sad. I know when the shadow of the cross and Good Friday make you turn away from Jerusalem and head back to your old ways. I know and I care more than you can imagine. I am always drawing near to you. I speak in the quiet voice of your conscience, where only you can hear me. Sometimes I speak to you through the words of a friend or a verse from the Bible. Whenever you hear my voice, and you know when you do, you have only to welcome it to make your prayer the same as these two disciples who press me to stay with them. While I ever deny such a request, I who came all the way down from heaven just because I couldn't stand being far away from you, this is why I came. This is why I died. This is why I rose again, to stay with you. Isn't that such a beautiful reflection of Jesus speaking to us? 
I just love it. And if we ask Jesus to stay with us, either when we're reading the Bible, when we're in quiet prayer with him and meditating, when we're looking at the cross, when we're saying, Jesus, help me. I'm having a hard mom day. I'm exhausted. I'm struggling. I need you. Jesus will come in our midst and he will stay with us, friends. Isn't that so reassuring? So I hope you have a wonderful weekend and God bless you and your families. Bye for now.